What's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> That's a terrible start. <laughs> I hope you don't cut it. So I have a whole other thing of follow-up. More, more cash-related follow-up. Ooh. So Aaron was here, and we went to Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. And two days before, I get a text from Discover saying, Hey, did you authorize this $2 payment to some company that has a nonsensical name? I was like, well, no, I don't think I did. I definitely haven't bought anything for $2.20 in a while. And so they said, all right, give us a call. So I gave them a call, and they said, all right, we need to cancel your card. <laughs> hey. And we'll send you a new one. You, you know, it's like I'm going to Universal in two days. Expensive place. Uh, exactly. But luckily, two lucky things. Aaron had a bunch of cash, and I paid for our tickets. Just like I, I did it on my card, and she gave me cash for that. Uh, so that was a plus on that front. And also, for Christmas, my parents gave me money for something that was I couldn't actually pay with cash. <laughs> like, they gave me money for whale watching. I think oh. I told you this. And they like they gave me cash for it, which is completely <laughs> not helpful. <laughs> so I've just had that cash sitting around. So I also had that. So... So it all worked out well. I was able to use cash for the entire time. Uh, so yeah. How does it feel using cash, Mark? It feels dirty. It feels dirty? What do you mean? I, you know, cash is just like a dirty thing. I'd rather be able to use my phone for everything. But uh, I don't know. It was, honestly, it was really annoying. Video. Like, Do you know how annoying it is to stand in line and then be handed coins and you have to figure out what to do with coins while you have like food in your hand and there's like a hundred people behind you okay, waiting to also get food? I'm not a fan of coins. I, yeah. Like I never – I never spend coins. I never buy yeah. something with change other than out of like a vending machine. Like my – my dad, I know, he'll, like, keep some change in his pocket and I'll see him every once in a while, like, pull it out and pay with exact change or something. But I never do that because I'm always too paranoid in line. I'm just like, oh, everyone behind me is going to be so upset. I got to go quick. Got to go quick. Got to go quick. Yeah. And this was honestly the only chance I would have had to use those coins because I was using cash the entire day. There were mm-hmm. two issues, though. Well, I, there's one one actual issue and one kind of separate thing. The main issue is that my pockets are accounted for. I'm putting this change like in my backpack uh, in an empty pocket. And I don't want to r- pull my backpack around, rifle through it, trying to find the cr- a, a decent amount of change for them. Yeah, no. Uh, so that's annoying. That's not a good move. The second thing is that I honestly don't remember what this was like at Disney, but at Universal, they need to learn how to do things like sports stadiums do. Which is, include tax in everything. Make the price so that it rounds up to a whole number of dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, don't kill us all. Why? Like, this was the worst. I had two separate transactions. One, the cost was something and three cents. Oh. And the other, it was something and two cents. Yeah. Nope. Uh, no, that's right. There was a third. That was something in one cent. It was six dollars and one cent. I handed the guy six bucks because I didn't hear him say one cent. 
and he just let me get away with it. He didn't care. He wasn't going to count out 99 cents and change. Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool of him, but it was, it was so bad. That's one of the things that I hate is how we don't include cha- or include the tax and things. Mm-hmm. So items are often priced near a whole dollar amount. And then when you add on tax, it's just like a couple cents over that dollar amount now. Yeah. Like things that are two ninety nine end up being like three fourteen to three twenty or something. Well, and especially like, because the only reason that we do things like two ninety nine is to make people feel like it's not quite three dollars. Yeah. And that I bet that if you did some marketing research that strategy would still work even if we just included taxes and then you just, you know, still do the same thing. And then the post tax price is now 299 or 2 or 349 if you don't want to lose your margins. Whatever. You know, like it's it's stupid. Yeah, I agree with that a little bit. Hmm. But yeah, so that is my that is more cash related uh follow up. Yeah, cash money. <laughs> I love using cash, so your story just made me excited about cash because I've always got some in my wallet. Hint to all the muggers out there if you're trying to steal some cash, <laughs> I've always got at least like 20 to 40 bucks in my wallet, so hit me up. Have you seen John Mulaney's Kid Gorgeous stand up? I have not. Okay, not you, sh- you should watch it. He has this whole bit about the street smarts program where the Chicago police would come into his elementary school and teach him street smarts. And one of them was about, (laughs) one of them was about getting a money clip (laughs) that you could, that you could then throw in one direction for a mugger to chase after as you run the other way. (laughs) Are you serious? It's, you just need to watch the stand up. It's, it's really good. That sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I saw the I saw the show live. Yeah. Senior Ooh. year of college. It was great. Ooh, I'm Mark. I saw the show live. I did. It was great. I'm glad. Thanks. All right. Shall we get to it? Yeah, we might as well. All right. I don't see why not. Why to keep putting this off? So for this week, Mark's comic is Ziggy by Tom Wilson and Tom the Second, or Tom Ill. I don't know. Is it Tom the? S- we'll go with Tom the Second. Why not? Tom the Second. It's more fun that way. So the scene has one character standing on a nondescript location, possibly the side of the street, with a big box in front of them that appears to be sort of like a vending machine and the vending machine box is labeled nostalgia still only 50 cents (laughs) so mark trying to get nostalgic right now yes i've been i felt very nostalgic at the end of this weekend did you i did it's hard for me. Okay, I I can actually point out where it all started. I was watching this series of videos on YouTube 
by a podcaster that I really like, Griffin McElroy. And he was doing, uh, he basically it was a 20 video series of him playing a Nintendo DS Pokemon game. Oh my gosh. But it was called a, it's called a Nuzlocke run, which puts limitations on how you can, uh, use your Pokemon. Like there are lots of rules about it that make it much harder to play the game. So like you, like every time you beat a gym, you have to like blindly trade off one of your Pokemon. You can't revive any of your Pokemon. If they faint, you count them as dead and you have to release them. Oh my gosh. And you can only collect one Pokemon in each new area. Uh, and it has to be the first Pokemon that you encounter in that area. Oh gosh. So it like yeah, it puts all these restrictions on it that make it really enjoyable and also the guy's just super enjoyable but it made me realize like i miss pokemon so much i used to love it so much (laughs) and i found out you started playing pokemon again no 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 i I haven't been playing pokemon but what i have been doing (laughs) if you go to pokemon.com you can watch all of the all of the tv series online for free with no commercials oh my god it's just there and there's like 22 seasons available (laughs) Oh, I know there's a lot. And, like, the first season, like, I'm just starting at the beginning because that's what I watched as a kid. And it's the only time when there are Pokemon that I know. Anything newer, mm-hmm. I don't really know what's going on. Uh, and so I've been watching it, and there's 82 episodes in the first season. <laughs> yeah. Solid first season they got going there. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I've just been feeling nostalgic, and I've been wondering what, like, if you have any, like, pieces of nostalgia from your youth that we can tap into, like old games or TV shows or something. Uh, I don't know. That's a... um, I'm trying to think really quick about things that I'm nostalgic about. Um... There's going to be long pauses here because I'm trying to think really hard. Because mm-hmm. this is this is a tricky question for me because I feel like it's one of those questions that you say and I'm like, oh, there's got to be tons of crap. <laughs> there's got to be. But I but haven't then, successfully uh, wrapped it out of your brain yet. Yeah, it's been like 25 seconds since you asked me and I'm still trying to figure out. I'm trying to think of all the things that I loved as a kid. Mm-hmm that I would still really enjoy now, maybe mm-hmm. because I loved them as a kid. One of the things that's popping into my head real quick is Scooby-Doo. Freaking Ooh, yes. loved Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Like to the point where, you know, those like live action Scooby-Doo movies, the, oh, of course. the yeah, horrible ones. Yeah. They're objectively horrible movies that I still love watching. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Objectively horrible means nothing. If you enjoy them. Yeah. <laughs> There's tons of objectively horrible things that I love. Yeah. Like those Scooby-Doo movies, Sharknado, another objectively <laughs> horrible thing that I love. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, You forgot that I loved Sharknado? Well, not... Okay, I'm not going to say, like, I forgot, as in it wasn't coming to mind. <laughs> yeah. And now I remember you talking about it. Um, What's some of the nostalgic things? I'm trying to decide right now if this is something I don't know if it's come up before, but I like one of my guilty pleasures in life is 
like kind of the cheap food that you maybe had as a kid. It's just mm-hmm. like it's cheap, but it's delicious. And I think mm-hmm. it's because it's nostalgic. Like for me, one of those things is McDonald's, which I'm more on the fence about if that's nostalgia or just me enjoying like being sad and eating my feelings. Well, I mean, I I have thoughts on that that you can probably guess. But the other one <laughs> is I grew up and like every once in a while my family would have like Chinese takeout from this place that like really didn't have that great of Chinese takeout, but like. What place was it? Chef Lee. Yes. <laughs> like, it was decent Chinese takeout, but, like, it wasn't anything to write home about. Oh, we'd always go it. for the lunch buffet. Yeah. I think I went with you to the lunch buffet lunch. one time. Really? I'm pretty sure we did. I'd believe it. I'd believe it. Because we... Oh, it's so I think good. we had this conversation of, like, Chef Lee randomly came up, and you're like, oh, my God, we always went to the lunch buffet, and I'm like, I've never been to the lunch buffet. <laughs> Take me to the lunch buffet, Mark. Yeah, that sounds about right. But, so that's one of the things, like, cheap, not necessarily good Chinese food. I just, I love it. Even if, I don't know, in the past couple weeks, or not weeks, like months, there's been a couple times where there's this really cheap Chinese place that's near where I live. Um, And I've gotten food from there a couple times. And every time, I've been really disappointed in the quality of the food. Mm Mm-hmm. But yet every time I still go back for more, like the next time I'm like, oh, I really want some Chinese food. Hmm. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just that I'm lazy and it's like sort of nearby. But part of it is just like I kind of like that. It's not good food, but it's like it's that classic cheap Chinese like. Yeah. flavor profile that I remember from my youth. Yeah. Like, I could make better pad thai on my own, but it's kind of fun just to, like, get some crappy pad thai or, like... That's right. Nothing more... Nothing says American chicken. Chinese food like having pad thai. <laughs> I know it's not Chinese food, but let's be honest. All, quote-unquote, Chinese restaurants or Asian-inspired restaurants, they all serve any sorts of asian food uh i'm not sure if i can actually agree with that i feel like most of them do like if you go to a sushi place so they're serving sushi but they also definitely have some non-sushi dishes that don't ethnically fit with sushi yeah but they're not serving pad thai (laughs) at least not in my experience i feel like most places have pad thai on the menu that's just where you get me. Like that's just not my experience. Maybe uh, we just maybe we just uh, our ships passing in the night when it comes to the Chinese restaurants that we've frequented over the years. I don't know. I'm just in my head right now. I'm going back to the place near me right now, which has like sushi, pad thai, and all the classic like Chinese restaurant favorites, like orange chicken, orange chicken, Mongolian chicken, General Tso's chicken, like. Like that just sounds like a really beef. weird Chinese food to me. I don't know. Also, you know, I don't know. I just didn't go to many different Chinese restaurants when I was a kid. Yeah. And now it's, you know, if I'm at home, our go-to place now is just going to, like, Kobe for lunch. Uh, 
and then so out that's here, hibachi. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> like, and out here, there aren't really. At least I'm not aware of any, like, of the same chefly level Chinese places. See, and that's honestly, just because you haven't searched. Well, that's the thing. I probably be too afraid to try those sorts of places out on my own yeah too much variability (laughs) see i've discovered that there's four within like five miles of my apartment so (laughs) sure well and also here like down the road for me is an actual thai restaurant (laughs) yeah which is much preferable (laughs) yeah yeah it is great i went there for or aaron and i went there for lunch one day and we each got just a normal order of pad thai and it comes in a takeout box. And I yeah. think we each got three meals out of it. Yeah. It was like $10. And like, I eat a lot of food. Like, <laughs> it was great. And that's another great thing about that type of food is I feel like it's always a good value. Yeah. The like quantity of food for how much it costs. Yeah. Like the place near me, it's like seven bucks for a large order of like chicken fried rice and mm-hmm. that crap i could eat three meals out of that large order of chicken fried rice it's a lot of freaking fried rice yeah for sure so just like hashtag mm. bargain city i'm gonna ask you this now okay. this is this is a food nostalgia question uh so a, a big thing for me is like frozen and ice cream novelties from my childhood Mm. and i'm like i don't know if that was like a thing at all if you like care or if there's like anything that that rings a bell for but there are a number for me there's a couple for me that i remember from my childhood but they're not really a big deal to me Hmm. i wouldn't personally go out and buy them on my own but if I'm, like, home visiting and my dad went out and bought them and they happen to have them in the freezer, like, heck, yeah, I'm going to have one of those little, like, ice cream cone things with, like, the caramel. Sunday cones? Yeah, those things. Like, they got mm-hmm. caramel and chocolate and, like, nuts on them and stuff. And they got, like, fudge in the middle. Those things mm. are delicious. They are. But I'm not going to go out and buy them on my own mm. because... I'm too cheap. I did senior year of college because at Target, they had Target brand 12 packs of those cones <laughs> for like $4. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazeballs. And they were like mini ones. So it was like a pretty good, uh, you didn't feel quite as bad about yourself for yeah. eating them. <laughs> it's not like I'm eating 500 calories of nothingness right now. Yeah. Because uh, this, is, this is the thing. It's like I can partition sections of my life into the frozen treat of the time okay like when i was a kid like a little kid going to the beach it was choco tacos and oh wow i would like kill someone right now for a choco taco i haven't had one in years (laughs) i've not had one in years and they're so good (laughs) they're so good grant (laughs) they're like sunday cones but a thousand times better I'm going to be honest, I've never had a Choco Taco, and my only memory of Choco Tacos is being at the Science Museum 
on like a field trip or something and people freaking out because there was a vending machine with Choco Tacos in them. Oh my God. And like people like fighting each other like to get in line to get a Choco Taco. And then us like buying out the vending machine. I didn't get one because I wasn't fighting for them because I had no idea what they were. Just think of it as a Sunday cone except in a taco form. That's such an American thing to do. It's so good. And also the, the cone part is more like waffly cone less sugar cone like it's just it's a yeah it's like it's a little bit softer mm-hmm. it just it's just perfect in every way it's the perfect ice cream treat uh it sounds like the there thing... were some food scientists who are really excited that you liked their invention oh i sure hope so i hope they tweeted us shout out to choco tacos yeah in either case choco tacos were my first love and then <clears throat> after that uh, in my late middle school years, my mom would go to Costco and buy, I don't know what the technical term is, but I always just called them Freezy Pops. The, I think uh, I know what you're talking the about. The plastic rest- rectangles with just frozen, frozen you know, juice. sugar water <laughs> juice stuff? Yeah, exactly. Just frozen Heck, Gatorade yeah. Kool-Aid stuff. Oh uh, yeah, my gosh. Freezy Pops are, that's something that I have like recent nostalgia of. Yeah. Because... The summers in college, um, me and my roommates, we would always have those after dinner because somebody once bought, like, a 200-pack. So it's like we had them for the whole summer and we'd eat, like, four a night. Yep, exactly. And just, like, I love them, even though I recognize that they're objectively crappy. No, they're not. They're great. Don't even say that. We do this, like, all the time. It would be, uh, we'd be playing baseball or football or soccer or whatever all day and then around lunchtime we'd all go to my house and get freezy pops yeah freezy <laughs> pops. so good uh, so freezy pops were next and then in late high school my parents got into klondike bars what would you do which is something that i had like never had i've like, never was... had a klondike bar either oh man i mean like i I definitely have plenty now. Uh, the best part is that they come in so many flavors. Mm-hmm. The best, of course, either being extra thick chocolate, because all this <laughs> thin chocolate wrapping around ice cream is pathetic. Uh, so either extra thick chocolate or Heath. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good stuff. I don't know. Frozen treats are just like... They're things that I can just like point at for time frames in my life and grant has no nostalgia no sense of nostalgia no link to his past i have many links to my past but (laughs) some of them i question if they're nostalgia like well okay we need to get off of food because i'm not going to believe that anything that you said so far is nostalgic you don't believe that my love of crappy chinese food is nostalgic no no like at best five percent at best wow getting called out as being fake okay i'm not calling you fake i'm calling you not self-aware of how where your uh interest in cheap chinese food comes from oh you think that i'm just addicted to msg because msg is delicious do you know what msg stands for monosodium glutamate make stuff good oh (laughs) <laughs> I like that better. I like that a lot better. <laughs> Make stuff good. Uh, but no, like it it it's 
we need to make a distinction between you had it as a kid and therefore you like it now and it's nostalgic. Those are two totally different things. Yeah, but how I understand like you, like you get different things, like you get but... like growing up, yes you had it, so now it like like it's a thing that you're aware of and you know that you like and aren't necessarily afraid to get, but that doesn't mean that it's like nostalgic. I mean, you can tell me like it's like comforting. Okay. There's a certain level of like comfort and it feels normal. And I feel like that's part of the feeling of nostalgia is that it, I guess. I don't know. I'll admit that my love of cheap Chinese food is not 100% nostalgia. What? Part of it is just yes, I that <laughs> I have a lowbrow taste in cuisine. <laughs> but I think uh, more than 5% is nostalgia. Yeah. But we okay, won't be I'll arguing you about percentages. I need to yeah. figure out something else that I'm nostalgic about. I don't okay, know. well, I'm, I'm going to go with another plan of attack here. Okay, hit me. Because, so so again, this all, so this Pokemon thing I was watching right up until Aaron got here. And then the other day, she and I were talking about uh, Aragon. Hmm. Which, like, I, I'm just I'm just coming at this now from the perspective of books and media, uh, what have you. Like, whether you read Aragon or not, that's whatever. But it's like it's a book series that I never finished it. I never read the final book, and I've just been thinking about it to the point that a few days ago I just like bought the series on my Nook with the intention of reading it at some point mm-hmm. to finally figure out what happened. Because I remember it being like like it like similar to like the Lord of the Rings, and obviously at at that level, but like engaging for a young kid but i think people can just still get a lot out of it mm-hmm. so yeah so i don't know are there any like books or other other things like that movies anything i know you didn't watch like good tv we've already talked about that before <laughs> okay <laughs> screw you mark <laughs> um what do you mean? I d- okay, we're not going to get into this now. I figure if I can't calmly get you into nostalgia, I can incite you into angry nostalgia. Yeah, you can. <laughs> With you, you defending could. the things that you did. <laughs> you probably could. But I'm going to try to avoid it. I'm going to take the high road. When oh, you yeah. mentioned books, I immediately thought of my favorite book series as a kid, which was the Hatchet series by Gary Paulson. Mm-hmm. Because... I I think as a child, I loved being outside and I loved messing around outside and camping and like building things outside and all that jazz. And so the Hatchet series talking about a boy who's like surviving out in the wilderness with virtually nothing. I don't know. It was just like something that I loved and I, I loved reading the all the books in the series. I'm pretty sure I read all of them. Um, and then I just kind of love like messing around with the ideas outside, like building little shelters in my backyard and like whittling sticks and all that, all that like pointless boy doing crap outside stuff. I don't know. Hmm. That actually reminds me. There was, a uh, my neighborhood, uh, for most of growing up where I lived uh, it was basically a U shape 
and uh, there was like a main road splitting it in another neighborhood. And along that, and in the middle of our neighborhood was basically just a bunch of swamps and wetlands, Mm -hmm. as is those suburb areas of Minnesota. And along the main road, there is a willow that over that hang, hung over the road and if you went behind it there was like this perfect spot for just like like a completely sort of private just like place to be and so a group of friends and i like went through a lot of effort uh pulling like branches and stuff we got like hose and stuff to like rake up the ground and did mm-hmm. all this stuff to turn it into like an actual terrible but like technically functional shelter just off the side of the road mm-hmm. <laughs> forgot about that yeah I love that sort mm-hmm. of crap yeah. like little crappy shelters yeah they're just so fun hmm. did you ever have or have you heard of the dangerous book for boys I have and it is actually on my bookshelf right now Okay, you hesitated enough that I had no idea what your answer was going to be. <laughs> I was gonna, I was debating if I was going to admit the fact that of all the books from my childhood bookshelf when I moved out of my house within the past year, I chose like ten books to save, and that was one of the ones that I saved because well, it's yeah. a solid book. Yeah, it is. And like, I'm still I would a boy. be upset if you. I would have like yelled at you to give me the list of ten books that would have come before that book somehow. <laughs> it's a great book. Also, it is. It's bound really nicely, so it looks kind of nice on a bookshelf. Mm-hmm. That is true. Because that's one of the aesthetic things that was. It came into play when I was choosing what was I gonna save. Because mm-hmm. one of the books I saved. It's something I'll never use again, but it looks really good on a bookshelf. Yeah. It's like an old, probably from like the 60s, I think, Webster's Dictionary. Mm. So it's like, it's one of those old dictionaries that's real thick and like bound really nicely. And it's really aged fairly well, actually. It just is such a satisfying book to have on a bookshelf to make you feel like you're smart, even if you're not. (laughs) Yeah, when I was uh, about four years ago, I would say, four or five years ago, my idea of the ideal office would have been uh, three walls were bookshelves, and the fourth wall was sliding chalkboards that also acted as a door. Hmm. And at least a big chunk of that bookshelf was just like, you know, a set of encyclopedias, because, you know, that's what people do. (laughs) Before the internet. (laughs) But yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've I've definitely come down from that. I'd still love an office like that in general, but uh, I think the contents of the bookshelves would be a bit different from encyclopedias plus other stuff. I think I'd have better things to fill the bookshelves with. Yeah. I'd say a wall of bookshelves is good. Kind of sad yeah. that you don't have a wall of windows in that office, but... Well, maybe like there can be like a carve out, you know, like a little reading cove. Or like a sunroof, or not a sunroof, like a skylight of some sort. Yeah, yeah, something like that would be good. Yeah. Or a sky floor. What? (laughs) 
my imagination is running so wild right now trying to imagine what the heck a sky floor is is this whole office like a balcony like like that building in chicago yeah the the one with the little glass nook or whatever yeah that all the like basic girls on all social media platforms have a picture of them sitting in the corner all cute yeah that yeah that one <laughs> uh no i just i definitely have a lot more math textbooks than encyclopedias in this future office yeah but the other thing so this is something i've looked up uh i'm gonna look it up again right now because if i had the money for this uh, oh i need to look this up how much does it cost so you know how there's like the barnes and noble like col- collectible uh books like all like they have like normal and fancy versions of just a lot of of like old classic books i guess i know this exists now (laughs) okay i need to okay i need to look up this so so yeah it's called barnes and noble classics okay okay and uh, i'm trying to find there used to be an item on Barnes and Noble's website where you could buy all of them. <laughs> Every single one that they have. Oh my god. <laughs> for like $2,000. <laughs> Are they like all matching like bindings and everything or what? Uh, these aren't the fancy ones. They have like collector or collectible editions that are fancy leather bound and I have a number of those already. Okay. The difference is that those are all collections typically. They aren't mm-hmm. often single books so i have one that's uh the complete work of sherlock holmes i have one that's yeah. uh the full five books from the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy <laughs> okay. and a handful of others uh but the just normal barnes noble classics are just single novels mm-hmm. and i just wish that i could find the complete collection and see if that's like still a thing at all because man, it would be hilarious if I could still find that. <laughs> if I if I sort price high to low, ah no, can't no, they don't seem to have it. Okay. That's a real shame. <laughs> oh well. The one thing that I do want to buy though is the complete Calvin and Hobbes collection. Ah. Uh, someday I will purchase those. Someday. Someday, Mark. It's not like stupidly expensive for what you get, but still. Whew. Yeah, but yeah, long story short, I'm watching Pokemon now. <laughs> <laughs> Was this your long way of telling me that you're watching Pokemon, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I appreciate it. Uh, all right. Well, I suppose we should move on to yours at this point. Yeah, so we can talk about it for two minutes and then be done. That's fine. Uh, That's all we have to talk about it for anyway. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Okay, so... Once again, we have The Flying McCoys by Glenn and Gary McCoy. Uh, We have a group of, I don't know, I'd say... uh, People who are in some indentured servitude... (laughs) uh, Rowing a ship. uh, uh, A man standing behind them with a whip not looking particularly mean or anything. And 
one guy in the front bench is saying to everybody else, I'm taking vacation next week, and wouldn't you know it, the wife wants to go on a cruise. <laughs> That's pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's your reaction. <laughs> Especially I after I talked it. this comic up at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's pretty dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think you're going to disagree with me. No, I don't. That's why I love it. <laughs> okay. I Normally I can take a good guess, but I, I just want to know what you're going with. So we haven't talked about this because we haven't talked in a little bit. Because we did a double week podcasting a couple weeks ago. So we haven't talked in like a week and a half now. Mm-hmm. Oh, so weeks. long. Wow, two weeks. Haven't talked to Mark. I, I'm feeling withdrawal in it already. But so this next weekend, I'm taking my first vacation of adulthood. Ooh. I'm, now? I'm taking vacation days. Like You're finally allowed to? Yeah, I am. I finally Dang. have vacation days. Woot woot! Feeling like a big dog right now. Granted, I don't have many of them, but I have a couple. And I was feeling kind of in a rut in my life. Kind of starting about a month ago, or just like, hey, I'm back here. I'm working. There's no, like, end in sight for the next 40 <laughs> years. Um, I'm just selling my soul for this salary and I was like you know what I need to start planning kind of fun things to do in my life that'll get me out uh okay if anyone's ever listening from Illinois shout out Jack if you ever listen to this podcast Illinois is like not a horrible place but it's kind of a crappy state um (laughs) I'm gonna admit it's not the ideal place to live at this point in my life I'm not a huge uh-huh. Illinois fan right now. So I was like, I need to plan some like expeditions out of Illinois or something on some weekends to give me some variety in life so that I'm not feeling kind of in a rut and just like it's week after week after week of the same crummy thing. Uh-huh. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to take a Thursday and Friday off and I'm going to plan a vacation to my favorite place in the entire world. Grand Marais, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing this weekend. Is I'm taking a quick trip up there. Going to hang out with a friend who's going to come and visit me for a bit while I'm up there. And just kind of relax and do some fun things up there. Some spring. So, so you're driving there? Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a hike. Yeah, no kidding. So it'll be what, all of Thursday? Yeah, Thursday is going to be the drive and there. all of Sunday back. Yeah, and then Sunday's going to be the drive back. So I really have two days there. Yeah. Are you camping? No, it's... Are you going to be a big boy? You're going to be a big boy with big boy money? Yeah, I'm going to be a big boy with big boy money. Nice. A.K.A. a cheap boy with big boy money because part of the reason why I was like, this is a perfect time to do it is because all of the like out-of-season specials are still going on up there because it's one of those areas of the country where... It's not the, a spring break destination. Yeah, the town really relies on summer tourism, and so most of the businesses shut down in the winter, yeah. and they're closed from 
late fall until mid spring. And so half the businesses up there are closed right now. And so all the hotels and everything for like pretty nice hotel rooms, it's super cheap. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. yo, hashtag deals. Hashtag, not your best hashtag. <laughs> no, not best hashtag. I knew it was going to be a very good one. Once I said hashtag, I was like, uh-oh, I don't have this planned. But I was bargain hunting a bit, so I found a good deal to get up there. And good. So I'm, ex- I'm really excited about it. Yeah. And be it'll be a fun adventure for me. And I needed awesome. – I've been in kind of in a rut at work, and so it's good to have a bit of a chance to – take a break from it and feel like I'm not anywhere near work. Definitely. So that'll be really exciting. Awesome. I'm super pumped. But anyway, I guess we're kind of running out of time here, but I was going to ask you about, cause I'm not, would you say that you've taken a vacation from work yet since being a, an adult? Have you had like a real adult vacation yet? Kind of. I mean, I haven't, like, gone somewhere else for an extended period of time with the purpose of, like, you know, finding lodging elsewhere. Like, I've taken time off, that's for sure, Mm -hmm. uh, to, like, go home to Minnesota, took some time off last weekend. Uh, But I wouldn't say that they were, like, vacations in the traditional sense. Either I was at Minnesota or I was still in my apartment. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. Then but that. Oh, good. I was gonna say one last quick question here, as I know we're kind of running out of time on this episode. But if you could take a vacation to anywhere in the world, Mark, where yep. would you take it? London. That's been number one on my like out of country travel list for ever. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's the first place that I really want to actually go to out of the country. I mean, you know, if other things pop up, I'll go somewhere else, obviously. But uh, if it were just like, okay, hey, your choice, you have, you know, some week off for free and you can just go somewhere. I choose London. Nice. Uh, if I could only choose one place. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. How about you? I just, I'm going to my place. Yeah. So that could be a bit of nostalgia because I would always go up to Grand Marais as a kid. Was that I can buy. That my family did every year. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it counts as nostalgia because I, I see real reasons why I love it. Yeah, but, but so part the, thing, of the... the thing with me is like nostalgia is more about the feeling that it gives you. Which maybe it is nostalgia, which is why I love going there, but... It can be both. But then I have to say my whole love of nature is nostalgia because it's a very similar feeling. So hmm. it's well, we can explore that some other time. Yeah, it's a tricky <laughs> it's tricky line to ride there. Who knows? Yeah, we, we, we're on the brink of being too serious again. Oh, no, we can't be too serious, Mark. Oogly, woogly, blah. <laughs>